0: And boom goes the dynamite.
1: It's Tuesday morning, and you know what that means. Kevin Elian and I are back for a brand new episode of The Boom, brought to you as always by the good people here at Fight Game Media. Kevin, how has your week been?
0: My week's been fantastic, but I want to know how your birthday was.
1: This was one of the best, best birthdays I've ever had. For years, I had a birthday curse where every birthday really? there was bloodshed. There were deaths. There was... Um, my eBay account got hacked, and I owed thousands of dollars in fees for vehicles I never sold. Historically bad birthdays. A couple of years ago, it started evening out. to where they weren't bad. They weren't good. I just yeah. kind of hid out. Yeah, And now I actually had a really good birthday. A good, good. buddy of mine came in from Tucson. Uh, went out eating and drinking and all that. The, he helped me put together some furniture, which I'm terrible at. And also, <laughs> I'm I'm injured at the moment. Very yeah. difficult getting things up the stairs. He got a lot of things Stuff up the like stairs. That's a, that's a true gift. It's, that is a true the gift. The gift of friendship. <laughs> yes. Phenomenal birthday. Absolutely Good. awesome. And you were in New York City. I was in New
0: York City celebrating the aftermath of Grand Slam by not attending it. And uh, <laughs> going to like Your art po- museums and restaurants instead.
1: To to join the AEW Grand Slam celebrations, you assumed were happening in all those places.
0: Yeah, I figured it would just you know it would spill into the MoMA and the Museum of Natural History and all that. And yeah, I figured that's like where Eddie we, Kingston would be out checking the dinosaurs or something. How is Eddie went,
1: Kingston went, not at, at the at MoMA? How is that? No. How is that not a thing? I mean, um, what was the best thing you ate in New York City?
0: Okay, so the first night we got there, we went to this. Uh, oh shoot, what was the name of it? You could give it a plug. Uh. Well, never mind. I'll, I'll take me forever to look it up. We have you ever seen the movie Jiro Dreams of Sushi? Yes. So the guy uh-huh. I believe who wrote the book about that guy opened a uh-huh. restaurant apprentice with him for a while. It opened a restaurant in New York, and we ate at his restaurant.
1: Oh my god! It
0: was a seven course sushi meal with sake pairings. Holy shit! I don't even want to tell you how much it cost, but it was a significant.
1: Yeah, I can only imagine, experience. and I bet it was worth every penny. It was, I mean, yeah, if it's all the name of this restaurant. So they could be our official fake sponsor for the night. <laughs> That's a real shame.
0: I'll try to, I'll try to find it. I think I, I think I, uh, saved it on my Instagram feeds. You right. can, yeah, but it was, it was amazing. Seven courses of sushi. They'd bring you like four, four pieces at a time. And it would be like. This is four different cuts from the same tuna fish, but it's all from the
1: different parts of the body and it's cut in a different way and seasoned in a different way. It was ridiculous. I've never had an experience like that, but for anyone listening who is going to be traveling to New Orleans or is in the New Orleans area, there's a world-class top 10 in America sushi chef who is hiding out in New Orleans and opened a tiny, tiny restaurant there. Seats maybe 20 people. Oh, perfect. And he goes under an assumed name but it's I know like he is. like the Banksy of sushi. Yeah. And uh, if anybody's going, I made a promise when I worked for uh, Eating NOLA and we uh-huh. did the Eating NOLA podcast. We'd never throw out the name on a podcast. If you're ever going, DM me and okay. I'll let you know where to go. I was just in New Orleans last year around this time. Well, next time you're there, yeah. I'll meet you for sushi. But sushi, nothing like that. Sushi like, Nakazawa is what it's called. Sushi Nakazawa, the official sponsor of the boom, right that's here. That's right. That's of right. Fight Game Media. One week only. They couldn't afford multiple weeks. One week only. One week only. That's right. That sounds amazing. That is a dream right there, Kevin. That sounds like a fantastic. It was good.
0: I also had a New York dog on, at Central Park, so that's
1: good balance there. That's something I might have a hope of achieving at some point. Yeah. Maybe if I get a Christmas bonus, we'll see. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um. All right. So big week in AEW. Um, I guess let's start with, uh, let's start with, do we think right now, Mm -hmm. did Grand Slam cover? Did it kind of uh, redeem AEW for the fallout from all out?
0: I'm curious to see what you think. I think they did everything they could. Mm-hmm. I think anything they didn't do anything that was that still lingers from that is just because there's nothing
1: they could do to get around it. Yeah. So I think, sense. yeah, it's not a hundred percent, but I think it's like an 85% redemption. And the fact that they did uh, a million dollar gate without CM punk and not on a pay-per-view, yep. that's a huge deal. That's a really big deal. Cause that was part of CM punk's burial of everybody is basically he's doing million dollar gates Right. And nobody else in the They're the heart and soul done. He's
0: the dollars and cents.
1: Yeah. And now we, we realize all they've got to do is stack a card. And <laughs> yeah. They can they can make their money. Like they've got the people right now to make that money without CM Punk. And they weren't even and and still they weren't they weren't working with a full deck of cards. They they didn't have lots of major people like Ruby Soho on the card, I don't mm-hmm.
0: believe. No.
1: Nope. Um so yeah, like I think they've got if, if this was a way for Tony Khan to prove we can do this without the people that are suspended, I think he proved it and not even fully utilizing everyone, not utilizing yeah. your FTRs, your Ruby Soho's, people like that. I think this was a it was a very good show. It made people for not completely forget, but largely forget what was going on beforehand. Mm-hmm. It doesn't help that coming out of it, we still have talk of stars trying to leave. Yeah. But uh. Let's say an eighty five percent redemption. That's that, that's my that take sounds on good. It.
0: That sounds good.
1: Yeah. Like not completely, but they went they they went a long way. They went also like big thank you to Tony Khan for giving us this card. We know it was going to be big anyway. I'm sure he made it a little bigger after the insanity and the mm-hmm. brawl and the bite. But uh there's not a lot of companies that give us cards like this on a semi regular basis that are this good. Right. This is a pay per view quality show and we got it Wednesday and Friday.
0: It felt to me like a little bit like a season premiere or season finale, like a season premiere. I don't know like which one it would be, but.
1: And WWE is doing season premieres, but not AEW, but this did right. feel like a season premiere. <laughs> yeah. 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 They're, so they're in the new era. Yeah. So let's talk about the new era. Let's give us the rundown of what this new era looks like.
0: Yeah. So they've got a very clear ace. In Mox now I mean He's very much established That he's the guy For now He's
1: the Roman Reigns
0: Yeah he's the Roman Reigns For now the Roman Reigns of AEW Which I love Um, And uh, I'm I'm, You know I was kind of Advocating for Danielson Winning the title Because I was thinking More about like Who's setting up You know know,
1: More about him And you know With his story But I talked about last week How going into um, Sam and Mel's uh, Kind of Sunday show Last Mm -hmm. week I was thinking Moxley has to win and it was because of his speech. Yeah. And then they kind of talked me out of it. Like, Oh, Danielson's got to win because Mox has his vacation coming up. Right. But I think Moxley is so all in. He's like, give me the ball. I think he's the guy that wants the ball in the last few minutes of the game. Yeah. And he asked for it and he earned it with, he earned it with that promo Yep, and they handed it to him Yep, and he is uh I'm sure his wife's not happy. They don't have the six weeks of vacation right now. Yeah, but uh, they'll get some later. I think it's he was right going to go hoop. fishing with buddies anyway,
0: so she may not have even been going.
1: He was going and he was going to be wrestling in GCW. Right, he was <laughs> just going to be wrestling for <laughs> That's other his people. vacation. Yeah, which There's actually causes tubes. it causes some weirdness in AW because like if he loses, right, that doesn't look good for AW. If Nick Gage loses, Nick Gage has to retire. Don't think he wants to retire. Right. They're going to have to come up with some shenanigans. They'll, yeah, they'll figure something out. But, but look, Max I know one thing. Get
0: involved or something.
1: Yeah. If I know one thing about GCW, they've got, they've got rooms full of shenanigans to pull from. <laughs> they'll be just fine. That's a great tagline. Rooms full of shenanigans.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so Mox is the man and God bless him for it. And um Yeah uh, and then uh, now and now we've got his Roddy Piper. MJF is with the most with that popular episode. heel yeah. since
1: Ric Flair. Yeah, absolutely. A, I'm sure there's others like maybe Stone Cold when he was yeah. like an anti hero. Yeah, or even but, Roman. Yeah, but this man is as popular a heel as you can get. They love to hate him.
0: Yeah, they, and do. they love they to am. love
1: him. They love like, yeah, they both.
0: Yeah. They'll yeah. they'll do both in the same in the same segment as they did this night. And,
1: you know, it's I thought almost it was like cool. People yeah. are booing with smiles on their faces. Yes. Which at some how people, how great a job he's doing at making them boo. Right. I know a lot of people won't
0: like that because it's like, quote, not genuine heat or something, you know, yeah. they're like playing along, but it's like, yeah, if they're enjoying playing the part of booing him, then, you know, Hey, by all means, as long as they're buying tickets you, and watching the show, you
1: could, You could see on the the crowd's faces that maybe more than anything else, they were here for an MJF promo. Yeah. Like that was one of the things that made this event special was an MJF promo. And so now we're looking at a heel who is so special. People are genuinely excited and buying tickets to see him talk, not wrestle, to see him talk.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: And he's got to go all the way with that. He
0: is that Roddy Piper now. I mean, he's he I think, you know, before he left and took time off, in, in that in that big promo he did in L.A., one of the things he talked about was how he didn't get enough respect for being in the ring. I don't think he should be a working, you know, heel if he ever gets the title. I don't think he should be defending it a lot. He's not a John Moxley that you know, or or like a Hangman should have been, where he's out there in the ring every time. It, the way he puts it is like I don't, I don't come out here unless you're paying for it.
1: We didn't see Rick back in the day. Again, we didn't see Ric Flair wrestling every week. You didn't see right. Ric Flair every week. It was special. He was wrestling every night. Him. It was in a different town. That's exactly right. Sometimes twice yeah. a night. Right. And uh, I feel like, look, MJF's one of the best workers in AEW. I truly believe that. But he doesn't need to be wrestling every night. He doesn't need yeah. to be wrestling regularly on TV. That, may, that takes the shine off. It makes him feel not as special. Right. And right now, he's as special as you get in pro wrestling. Yeah. Um. All right. What's next? We also
0: got... The debut of Soraya, which I had been saying Soraya until she corrected the world on Twitter.
1: Well, then I didn't see the correction. Soraya. Soraya, That works for me. So, who knows where that's going to go.
0: Kudos to you for calling that as uh, Uh, as predicting that was going to happen.
1: A long, long time ago. And I think on this podcast, I said, if she comes back and I was hearing that she was kind of like they were talking about how she could potentially wrestle again. Why would she ever come back to WWE because she makes so much money on Twitch and WWE is just going to take it. And I believe she may have an OnlyFans now as well, which makes, which creates a little bit of a natural rivalry with Tony Storm right now at AEW. Um, But she's probably making more from that than she did in wrestling at her peak. And why would you give that up? And WWE is going to take that money. So AEW is the place to go. And I'm really glad to see she's here, Mm -hmm. even if she doesn't wrestle. And I think she will wrestle. Mm -hmm. She's a massive star. She's had a movie made about her. That's right. Um, The only downside I see is there were some rumors that she was divisive in the WWE locker room. Mm. But I don't know whether to trust those or not. Because in general, this is a generality, um, and I've seen many experts say this, men fight physically and women fight through reputation destruction. Mm. And and anytime I hear that about a woman, I'm I'm less likely to believe it than from a guy, if mm. you're hearing it, just because it could just be people battling for the top spot. So we'll see. But hopefully now, I think they are very focused on keeping the locker room happy. Yeah, And I think right now, I think most people are just going to be happy that we've got another big star. Right. And a lot of these women were probably big fans of hers when she was Paige in WWE. And yeah. now they're going to get to work side by side with her. And hopefully that'll go really well. And hey, what's the worst that could happen? What's the worst that could happen? Oh, my God. I, now I just want the backstage brawl with her and Britt Baker. Right. I don't know. I don't know who bites who. Jamie Hader bites one, but I don't yeah. know which one. And um, that could push that could that could end up pushing AEW to like one the two million viewers. By the right. way, we're at like six or seven weeks in a row now at over a million. Yeah. For everybody saying AEW peaked already and they're done, kind of the, literally the best ratings run they've ever been on. I don't think they've ever hit six or seven weeks in a row over a million. And now we're here and it's just keeping on going. And maybe it it levels off this week. If if it's going to level off, it'll be this next week. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing that and talking about it next week, see what they land at. If they're back down to like 830, that sucks. But if they're even close to a million, I'm feeling really good about things moving forward. And again, they're doing it without storylines involving the Bucks, Kenny, or – CM Punk or a steel who should have never had a story in AEW in the first place. (laughs) That's
0: right. Yeah. So they're looking good. You know, they've got their own, they've got their homegrown guys as their tag team champs, which is a nice thing for their brand of, you know, that they can make stars Uh, and the Jericho move. I don't know if I would have done that, but that's an interesting thing. We can get into that that a little later, but yeah.
1: Okay. Cause I've got a, I've got a, I've got a strong opinion on that. That kept me 10 minutes before the show. And I think I'm right. I think I'm a hundred percent right on why they did it. Okay. But I, I don't know if I would have done well, knowing what I knew going into the show, I wouldn't have done it, but what I'm thinking now, maybe it's the right move. We'll talk about that when we get to it.
0: Later. All right, cool. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like they got some, you know, They've got some cards lined up. They know what they're doing. You know, when I say yeah. cards, I mean like, you know, their ace and their queen and they're, you know, like yeah, they feel like they've got a new lineup of of who the top people are that they're gonna focus on. And I think they're the right people for right now. Yeah. And uh, you know, and as long as they don't crazy, I think I think so many people just I, I get crazy when I see on Twitter people talking about like, well, back in the day, you know, they had this, you know, the attitude era had this many views and these people aren't real stars and stuff. And it's like, it's a different world, man. You've got to slow and steady wins the race
1: right now in the media landscape. And mash had like 80 P 80 million people watch the finale. Right. Shows. There aren't that many people that have cable today. Right. There aren't. And, um, everything's down in every industry. Yeah. Like I used to be one of the biggest survivor fans on planet earth. Mm -hmm. So my best friends are people who played on survivor. Survivor would have to early seasons, 20, 30 million. Yeah. And there's still an incredibly strong show literally 20 years later because they're holding on to seven or eight million. They've lost well over half their audience, mm-hmm. almost two thirds. Yeah. Re- actually, more than two thirds because they were peaking at 30 million per episode. Top 10 show yep. every week, every year, seven or eight million. Wrestling used to have three or four million on each show like let's say three, I think it was like three versus 2.8 mm-hmm. and they've lost half that audience. Yeah. But right now that's a str- that's really strong in television, you know, on patrol live number w- was for a while. Number one on Fridays and Saturdays with 1 million. Mm-hmm. So if you can keep people and if you can get people to tune in live mm-hmm. with a million people, that's a powerful show Yeah. and wrestling gets people to tune in live, even though it's not technically a sport. People watch it like a sport. People yep. want to talk about it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the real powers of AEW and WWE being so strong on Twitter is that's the drawing card to watch it live. And that's how you sell ads, not via DVR via mm-hmm. people tuning in live. And that's what makes AEW powerful. So those people just don't know what they're talking about, <laughs> even remotely. And um, I was about to, I was about to go even further. I think I should stop right there. Yeah. Either way, I'm, I, when I'm healed up, when I'm tanned, rested and ready, they can come fight me personally. Right. I'll give them my address over the air. Like they can <laughs> show up right here, try and fight their way up yeah. these stairs. Me puppet up, we're the tag team. Bring it on, people. Bring it on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Not until they join the Patreon, though. We'll wait to alienate them in.
1: that's right. They've got to join the Patreon, which is only five dollars a month. So this is an affordable fight for anybody out there. Ty Conti, anybody else, you want to fight me? Bring it on. If you do, please wear the outfit you wore on Rampage. Please God, wear the same outfit you wore on Rampage. $5 a month, that's nothing. It's less than the price of a Happy Meal at McDonald's. You get extra shows from everybody here at Fight Game Media. You get extended versions, a brace for impact. Listen, you get your money's worth plus some. And of course, always check out fightgamemedia.com for all the latest news in pro wrestling, mixed martial arts, boxing. If men are in their underwear and they're punching each other, we're talking about it and we're the place for all the info. Can back on to us. you kevin you that's can, right we are when men are in their underwear we're watching that's our new that's our new log line
0: oh man yeah yeah when you yeah
1: <laughs> i mean it's true i mean it is <laughs> unfortunately that's true all right uh, not that there's anything wrong with that no
0: no it's all perfectly
1: normal yeah. uh all right do so you perfectly want to talk about what's coming up this week or? yeah <laughs> Well, let's uh yeah, well no, let's um okay, let's talk about what's coming up this week. Dynamite rampage, they're gonna be in Philadelphia. Yep. Um, home of the Eagles, where but right. b- back in the day I learned that people used to used to tie razor blades into their hair and onto their boots to go to concerts like wow. normal human beings, yeah. just normal behavior. Right. Philly's a different place. Um and I'm wondering if they're gonna they're gonna embrace that Philly spirit, that ECW spirit mm. and go hard. I don't know. You no, know, We don't know if there's going to be Juice, but there is going to be Juice Robinson. There is
0: going to be Juice Robinson, and I bet there'll be other types of Juice, too. John Moxley in Philadelphia in a non-title match. How can he stop himself? Like, really, how can he stop himself from bleeding? I was shocked that he did the Danielson match.
1: Yeah. There must have been so much restraint showed right, right there. Yeah. Like, shocking amount. Yeah. But so, Juice Robinson, basically, they're going with the story that Juice... Is kind of the only guy running right now who has a lot of wins over Moxley in the mm-hmm. last year or so. And so if he wins this match, which is non title, he'll get a future shot at John Moxley's AEW world title. And um, which by the way, we've got a lot of potential contenders set up. We have MJF, mm-hmm. um, who has the poker chip that he can cash in at any time. Right. We've now got this Juice Robinson situation. Mm-hmm. We've got Adam Page who won the Battle Royal. What mm-hmm. was the name of that battle royal? The golden ticket battle royal. The golden ticket they were, battle we were,
0: royal. We did not see them get out of bed to that is fight. The biggest no dis- one turned into a blueberry. It's very Biggest
1: disappointment of my lifetime. I wanted to see John Silver turn a blueberry. I wanted everybody in that bed on either side. Um, <laughs> but they didn't for the golden ticket battle royal. But Adam Page won. Yep. Um, and the the hangman is uh can is gonna get a title shot in the near future. I think October it's October eighteenth
0: in Cincinnati. Cleveland.
1: Oh, Cincinnati, Cincinnati. That's right. Yeah. Cincinnati. Moxley's, Moxley's hometown. hometown. Fights of go. another good guy, which is odd you to me. Got that in stereo, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. You got that in stereo. <laughs> but I, it is odd that it's going to be face versus face. I think this is going to be a real good match. Um, and I like, I was telling you before the show, like, I really like they have multiple, they have multiple matches set up. I wasn't even mm-hmm. thinking of this one because I was talking about. I was talking about how they've got two set up. They've got juice. They've got this. And now they've got three matches set up. Yeah, And of course, I'm assuming now it's going to be MJF versus Moxley. Everybody knows it was going to be MJF versus CM Punk. Don't know if CM Punk's ever returning. Mm-hmm. Would really like some information on that soon because they have to have wrapped up this investigation. Yeah, nothing come out. There weren't that many people to talk to. And Brian Alvarez this week on Wrestling Observer, um, basically he said, Young Bucks and Kenny Omega have heard nothing, not one word from the company. Hmm. And we're now, what, a month in? Something like That's that? That's wild. It's wild. They Not one word. So there's just still, by the way, like Kenny Omega, like I don't feel bad for the Young Bucks. They're playing with their kids on trampolines right now, hopping right. in the pool. You know Someone they're having choose. a great time. Yeah. Moxley, I'm sorry, um, Omega was out forever. He yeah. was out forever, and he, yeah. I know he was ready to get back in the ring. Yeah. He gets back for like two matches and now he's just out indefinitely again. Feel really bad for him, especially when his only move was to save a dog who didn't right. deserve to be in that that room. Right. Didn't deserve to see people biting each other. In fact, he had to he had to witness close, like firsthand, his savior, Kenny Omega, yeah. get bit by a guy named A Steele. Some random asshole who never should have been on AEW TV. Shoot <laughs> bit. <laughs> Can he still suffer from that today? Yeah. Pressure systems come through. That thing is throbbing, man. I have that on good authority. I have that on zero authority whatsoever. Zero authority.
0: That's a good guess though. Yeah. I know. And I wonder what the I mean, I doubt they're gonna like release like a, you know, investigative report or anything on whatever everything yeah. happened and stuff. Like, but, like so, the, but it seems like all the, the stories were that was that Omega was actually trying to like you know not so much diffuse but at least yeah. trying to keep people from hurting each other but all the other people who supposedly were trying to break it up are back so
1: yeah yeah let me um hold on let me ask my producer something okay caleb what was the what was the name of the jfk report the, the you know what i mean well, yeah. the warren the warren commission report or whatever yeah, yeah i don't think they're going to release the warren commit the warren report on this yeah the star report I don't think we're getting to like eight hundred pages on this backstage brawl that loosely involved muffins.
0: Maybe we should um, maybe we should do our own like
1: Oliver Stone version of it. That is our November show. That's our November. <laughs> it's special. Oliver Stone because we've Back got the October the set up. Yeah. That's exactly right. <laughs> you know, we've got some ideas cooking with Mel right now. Mm-hmm. Where about doing the world's first ever pro wrestling audio drama. <laughs> of uh of the backstage confrontation yes so maybe maybe this can be worked in we've got to we've got you doing the voiceover and so you can that's how you can do the voiceover yeah. you're basically our ron howard from arrested development uh-huh, uh-huh. and you can you can just be like alas it was not meant to be alas or whatever there were yeah. in fact no muffins there were in fact no muffins so and that's when A. Steel decided to to make the bite. There were no muffins left. No muffins left. He's going to get it. He wanted. You know what? You know what A. Steel wanted that night, Kevin. Mm. You know what he wanted? Mm. He wanted a taste. <laughs> he wanted a taste of if Kenny only, Omega. And he got it. If only Daddy Magic had been there to give him one. Oh my God! Can this you imagine? It and avoided. Can you imagine if Matt Menard was the person who has bitten in that locker room? We would never hear the end of. He wanted a taste. Oh my God! The beauty. It. No problem. That would have the beauty that would have brought to my life. Oh my God. So, all right, yeah. let's move on. Let's move on. to I don't even know where we are anymore. I'm completely. The only lost
0: other match they announced for this week, uh, coming up is, uh, Chris Jericho versus bandito for the R that's, title. It's a match. I
1: didn't know I needed to see, but I think yeah. it's going to be a really it's good one. Be wild. And I wonder if Jericho will keep up like, Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. um, I don't think he can, but I think he's a guy who knows how to adjust his style for guys yeah. like that at this point. Um, then we're going to hear from MJF. We're going to hear from Soraya. Mm-hmm. And that's a big show right there. Yeah, Everybody wants two, to hear from MJF. Yeah. Paige is going to speak for the first time. Mm-hmm. That's a big freaking deal. We've got a Moxley match. We've got, we got an ROH title match. It's a pretty good show already with only two matches announced.
0: Yeah, I'm sure but we'll more. I'm sure we'll hear more by the time people hear this. There's probably even tweets.
1: They've got 15 more slots to fill for mm-hmm. their normal 18 match right episode of dino Dynam- I'm sorry, it's usually 18 matches on Rampage. Yeah, that, they haven't um, even got announced on, Rampage yet. So my God. Um. All right. So let's talk about the Jericho theory. I'm assuming he'll be somewhere in the heat index, or somebody yeah. involving him will be in the heat index. Let's see. So so one of the interesting things that emerged on Rampage Mm -hmm. and apparently emerged on Twitter, I didn't see it, you did, is that Tony Khan is working with Paul Turner to Mm -hmm. tighten up the Mm refing, which has been a really, really big complaint from fans, is that really A.W. Refing's total bullshit when this was supposed to be a more sport-based show. And, for instance... One of the things we talk about a lot is whenever when there's any stipulation at all in a match, that immediately somehow makes it a no DQ match. Like right. th- you can drive a you can drive a monster truck over your opponent and mo- opponent and murder him and mm-hmm. not be disqualified. You can bring a, you can bring a gun right. in AEW from the looks of things. But apparently that that has come to an end and it came to an end in the Sammy Guevara match with Eddie Kingston.
0: Yes. Eddie this was it. I don't think it translated well on TV because I kind of had to watch it twice. Um, I don't think they worked it out with all the people who were involved, like all the security crew and everything. But you know the way that it, and I meant I wanted to ask you about this because the way that he um, finished it, he wins the match, knocking out, uh, knocking him out with three of the back fists, and mm-hmm. uh, putting Sammy in the stretch plum to knock him unconscious. Uh, and wins the match, but then he won't let go. And yeah. the ref almost immediately rings the bell again mm-hmm. and then tries to reason with him. Um, who Jerry Lynn comes out to try to reason with him and Eddie won't let go. Jerry Lynn
1: comes you know, out with, yeah, with like eight security guards.
0: Who do nothing. They all just sort of stand around and kind of like. They all, they all kind of like do like blocking yeah. drills or
1: something where they're like just sort wish. of skipping their legs around it is worth five dollars from everyone's pockets if they could have seen kevin do to the blocking move it was <laughs> the person phenomenal.
0: literally never had to do a blocking it was amazing drill. i don't know do you drill blocking
1: oh you drill blocking okay. absolutely good so yeah um
0: i know my football
1: they did the one good the one thing they know how to do and that's get the shit wardload load out of them yeah Eddie Kingston almost said Kevin Ealy. Eddie Kingston warded the shit out of these guys. Yeah, and uh, it was great. It was fantastic. It was, and then they now losing this match.
0: But then they announced that because he wouldn't release the hold yeah. when the when the referee told him to, that he was reversing the decision. Yeah, and Sammy got the win, which they rarely do DQs for one thing. No, no. uh So what I was going to ask you about though. Because you're you're I was a pretty casual fan of the UFC, but I haven't watched. I know where in you're while. going. If that were to happen in a UFC fight, and we've we've seen times it's where, happened where there's people who've who've held on. I mean, not like that, but like you know, three or four seconds just to make a point yeah. or something. Do you reverse the match? Is there a DQ, or is that just like a well the 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 win stands, but there's a fine, or
1: how's that Generally normally handled like in the real the, sports the, world? The, Generally, in the UFC, they the win stands, and there's a fine, and one guy, who's Samar who is phenomenal, I think 185er, um, a middleweight, he kept doing that. He was amazing at what he was, he was a leg lock phenom, and he would leg lock guys, and he wouldn't let go. And in a leg lock, that's incredibly dangerous because right. you can destroy their knees, you can destroy their ligaments. Mm-hmm. And it, it wasn't like he was holding on thirty seconds; he was holding on like three seconds, four right. seconds. But that's too. And he eventually was cut. He was, was eventually fired. I'm I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure it was Husemar Um yeah, and um, also known as Paul Harris because the referees that's kind of how they pronounce his last name at times. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that it just he was really good, and he ended up getting cut for it. And so I think that that's the first thing i thought of when this happened. Mm-hmm. um i like it if they keep going with it. Mm-hmm. if they keep calling the rules right down the line it if they don't though i'll be really unhappy with it. really unhappy. or if it's like you know
0: involves one person
1: yeah yeah, it's to, like it Eddie Kingston
0: keeps everybody. getting... Yeah, you know, it has to be... That, and that's the problem is, you know, when they first started it, they were like, we're you know, we're going to treat this like real sport, kind of, and we're going to check things up. They introduced the 10 count uh, for tag team switchouts instead of five yeah. so that they could be more realistic. And I thought, that's great. They give them a slightly larger container to do double team moves, but it's still... Yeah. But then you realized in a promotion with the Young Bucks and the Lucha Brothers, they're just not going to... They're just going to ignore that.
1: They're not going to do it. Yeah.
0: And yeah. And it just was, you know, so it's just thrown out the window. So it'll be interesting. Yeah. It I
1: would love to see them start well. counting to 10 yeah. in tag matches. It, it can be done well. I hope it's done well, but here's the thing that's, I think the most meaningful here, I think what you're saying and what I'm saying, and and, and correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. is we don't trust AEW to do it well. And that's a big change. That is because for the longest change, I always trusted them to do, to do it right, yeah. And right now, I don't, I don't trust them right now. Yeah. Even though they're doing some good things, they put the belts on the acclaimed. They didn't do it at the right time, and they're doing the women. Everything they're doing in the women's division outside mm-hmm. of Soraya mm-hmm. is wrong. Everything is 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 the opposite of what it should be. Yeah, we'll get but to that. We're, we're, we'll get to that very soon. Yeah, it's like they're. It's like I
0: still trust. I still trust Tony Khan's instincts as a storyteller and a, yes. you know, but what I don't trust is his ability to focus on anything long enough
1: to keep it going. The focus is difficult to trust. The organization is difficult, to, as in the organization of yes. all the storylines the they're yeah. working on. Mm-hmm. The little things that yeah. kind of slip through the cracks. The you know the exploding rings. Right. sometimes they don't explode <laughs> and that's yeah. an issue it's a real issue yeah and um i even trusted them after that yeah because i thought this is one mistake to, but it's, there's been a lot so they've got to earn back that trust o- over time and they're starting to do it and they started with grand slam there were some things i question mm-hmm. but i think they're, they're going to make sense in the long run
0: yeah i think so
1: we'll see what do we have next uh malachi black buddy murphy both possibly gone from A.W. Malachi Black was absolutely given a conditional release mm-hmm. and that condition has to be no WWE do whatever else that's you It's gotta be that yeah and I don't know how long that would be I feel really bad for Malachi Black if it's the rest of his contract because the rest mm-hmm. of his contract is four and a half years right but if I was if I was Tony Khan that's what it would be which is if you want to wrestle somewhere if you want to wrestle in WWE you can when your contract is over with us yeah. if it's a straight-up release three-month six-month non-compete let him go right and i've heard there's some people in aw who kind of feel kind of feel the way i like what my knee my knee jerk always is if somebody wants to go let him go yeah and i've heard that's the feeling of a lot of people in aw but triple h seems to be renewing the war yeah i think he is very angry that it looks like it looked like AW beat him, even though they're trying to redefine that war. Mm -hmm. AW kicked the shit out of the man. And part of that was because Vince wasn't letting him do exactly what he wanted to do at that time. Vince Mm -hmm. was saying, we're moving all these mainstream WWE guys and messing with the booking and all that. But either way, Triple H seems out for blood. And when Triple H is out for blood at the most exciting time in WWE history, you can't just give them back people the level of malachi black he's really really good yeah there was knows how to work with him
0: and uh and uh dave uncle dave Meltzer reported that uh malachi was one of the people that wwe reached out to recently to see what their contract status was so they made it very clear that there's people that if they were available they would take them back and i know that um you know, Tony sent them legal letters about contract tampering, all that stuff. They didn't have to tamper the contract just to let them know. You know, you can say, what's what's the status of your contract? And that's not tampering. But I'm it does let you know, we'll... hey, if you happen to be free,
1: you know, we'd like to here, talk to you. Here's the facts. Dave Meltzer knew the statu- contract status. Brian Alvarez knew the contract status. Every. All right. the major journalists right. knew. Right. Which means WWE knew. Yes. This was, I'm trying to think of the politically correct way to say it. This was Triple H whipping his Johnson out on the table <laughs> and saying, I'm here. Yep. I'm here when you're ready to come back. Yep. That's what those calls were. Cause he knows he legally is not supposed to do that. Right. But he he did he I think he did that to to put his junk on the table mm-hmm. and tell Tony Khan, I'm not scared of you at all. Mm-hmm. I think that's what that was. Yeah. Um, and apparently a lot of people bit like buddy, apparently now buddy Murphy either wants out or is, is getting out. My, Mm -hmm. I'm sure similar, very similar situation to Malachi black. I have a feeling they probably didn't again, no knowledge here. Mm I have a feeling he probably, they didn't sign buddy to a five-year contract. I feel this was probably a three-year contract, Mm -hmm. something like that. Um, He's not somebody you need to lock down as solidly, in my opinion, as is, no, is Malachi Black, either. but he's he's been great. I've really enjoyed him in a role I thought he was very miss, miss suited for. Yeah. But he's done a great job. But now Brody King's on his own.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm kind of excited about it.
0: I kind of am too. I'm kind of excited about him, especially if they keep Julia with him.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, like, I think it'd like be them. good for both of them. I like him in the singles division right now, which for some reason still seems a little weakened without Adam Cole, without Kenny. Yeah. Right. Um, Kind of makes him the good to her, Stevie Nicks now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so was Malachi Black misused? I think the story was a great story. The faction was a great faction. Mm-hmm. But matchup wise, they were absolutely misused. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember most of the their matchups, but I think it was almost all against uh, QT Marshall over the last <laughs> 18 months or however long. It feels like that's all they've done is just messed around with qt marshall it feels like i mean they had this little feud with you know
0: i I was thinking back to um this was the best feud the end of the year yeah the end of the year when we were like sort of making predictions and things like that of what we'd want to see in 2022 one of the things that you and i think both wanted was to see the house of black get uh pushed all the way to the top of the tag team division Mm-hmm. And have that be the story of how Darby and Sting would then feud with them to set up yeah. Sting's big title win. Sting you know, with the dis- gold once yeah, again. Yeah, Sting with the gold once again. Like that would be a huge moment. And they did the feud and showed that that feud could have been good. It's just yeah. that it was so low on the show because it had didn't have any stakes that um, you know it didn't mean much. I got into a little bit. I stuck my nose into someone else's Twitter debate today uh jd oliva and uh scott young from uh brace for impact and the rap were talking about whether you know scott being a big wwe guy was like hey man i can't wait to get malachi black you know i think he's he was really misused i think it was in response to someone else saying like how did you how did aw miss the boat on the house of black and mm-hmm. jd was very firmly like they didn't miss the boat on house of black this is their this is their cap this is they're going to mid-carter here, they're going to be mid-carter there. They're just always going to be mid-carters. And turned out he was actually high. He's He was pretty high on Brody King uh, as a solo. Oh, but I really disagree about Malachi Black. I think he has a huge disagree. upside. Now, I don't think he has great ideas. I think the problem in uh, AEW was that they kind of let Malachi Black and uh, Tommy and I don't know what his real last name is, but Tommy, yeah. you know the real guy steer his own character too much and he, all he wanted to do were like scary vignettes and cryptic promos and mm-hmm. you know and he was hurt and things like that and that really limited it but
1: you when know, he debuted with his new gimmick yeah everybody was excited when he yeah, was we kicking everybody had huge. in huge when he was crippling everyone related to dustin Rhodes, mm-hmm. it was a huge thing and then aw started putting him in in programs with qt marshall and I'm not joking at this yeah. point. They start putting him in, in worthless angles against right. people that didn't matter because when he came came in, just like everybody else, they come in with a big pop and then they're put on this mid-card conveyor belt mm-hmm. until that time yeah. when their card, is their programmed card, where they have an idea planned for eight months out, right. they just do nothing for eight months. It happened with Miro. It happened with Malachi Black. Yep. It's happened with everybody. Mm-hmm. And it's... And it it has hurt every single big signing they've had, with few exceptions. Yeah. Remember when Sting came in, everybody was excited, and then he just came out and talked for like twelve weeks straight. Right. When CM Punk came in, he just came out and talked for weeks and weeks and weeks before anything happened, Mm. because Tony Khan tries to kill time and he until he can revamp things instead of just saying, "Okay, he's here, he's hot, we're putting him in a big program immediately, (laughs) let's go." which is the right way to do things. You don't wait for the big programs because they might fall apart, which we've seen a number, like for instance, CM Punk and MJF could have been great. Never happened. We're almost certainly never going to get it. Yeah. Cause he waited too long. He waited like too long.
0: Everything could have had Punk Cody could have been a could, contender, yeah. man. Malachi. There's no reason he shouldn't. There's no reason he couldn't have been, a major like the winter is coming challenger for hangman page in december last year
1: yeah i feel like the point he was at when he left should have been the point he was at a month in yeah he should have immediately been put into a big feud um the the stuff with sting was brilliant and we never got we never really got a payoff not really we never saw a one-on-one between those two guys which would have been massive
0: yeah. i think i, I think, truly believe i think we might have if mal i think he's i think his back's really messed up so I'm is that what it limited. is yeah
1: yeah and i'm here so, of course like there's talk about men like not mental sure. issues emotional issues like just people get depressed people have bad bad times mm-hmm. and they if need they a little reboot yeah. and i hope he gets it i really do he seems like a cool guy seems like a good guy yeah um
0: yeah, i want the best that. for him yeah i, I um it, it it continues to be really interesting to me that um just because this is the kind of thing i pay attention to uh that malachi still is one of the big shots at the end of the show opener every week on yeah. dynamite even though like saraya was added like she yeah. debuted on wednesday
1: she was on Friday. If she
0: was on in the opener on Friday. So they're editing that thing every week and they have not taken Malachi out yet. And so that's interesting. to Yeah. Me. And they t- I,
1: I wonder Peter, if they t- that's got a the Bucks.
0: I honestly wonder if that's a thing of saying he is ours until he's not.
1: I kind of wonder that's not a bad idea, but I'm thinking this. I'm thinking they want to give him the time away that he wants mm-hmm. and they want to stay on good terms in hopes that he comes back. Because I think they know they can do more with him. I think they know he's not a mid Carter for yeah. life. Yeah. Um, at the very least, he's a really, really solid title contender, a really great heel that a major face could really have trouble with. Mm-hmm. And it's a shame we didn't get that with Moxley, where where yeah. um, he'd be great with Moxley. I mean, ha- Moxley having a deal with Buddy Matthews and Brody King as well. Mm-hmm. And trying to beat this guy and Moxley being such a loner and not wanting help, even though I'm sure Eddie Kingston or somebody would try to help. Yeah, I think that's a great storyline, and he eventually beats him on a major pay per view, and I think that really sells. And I th- because yeah. you can you can put him in a position where it looks like he's going to win, and maybe you even give him the title for a while. And a Blackpool Combat
0: Club against the House of Black people would eat up day one. You you square off like, black on black. Yeah, they're one of those Let's people that. They're one of those acts that like people liked. I mean yeah. when they when they come out, they would get in. Now they didn't go crazy for them. Their interest is you know, one of the
1: best I've ever seen in wrestling.
0: Right. Of but that's and that's the shame. That's what they turned them into was an entrance. Yeah. Instead of a uh, you know, I think I think Brody's still got anyway. That's if they're the, gone, I think, I think Brody
1: person. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Ruby Riot has been yeah. turned into just an entrance. Yep, yeah, for sure. Great entrance, but still. Yep. Yeah. We'll see what happens. She's
0: uh, going off to get surgery on her nose, by the way. I didn't write that. Uh, <sighs>
1: yeah. I was worried about that. I'm, she, I'm glad it's not her neck, though. Yes. We saw I, what looked... Also, Julia Hart basically died in the ring this week or outside the ring this week. Yes. <laughs> she got put back on the table and her head completely missed the table and went right to the concrete. Yes. It was horrible. Horrible. <sighs> horrible. All right. Let's see. Where are we at now? Now it's time for the heat index and... I'm excited for your honorable mention. Cause I knew the second I saw this man appear on television, mm-hmm. I knew he was the honorable mention on the heat index. <laughs> I, yeah. I knew it. And yep. I couldn't be more excited. Yep. The great Muta who I got Kaiji Muto in his farewell tour. Yes. Comes to AEW and you're not sure. Immediately. I thought, okay, he's coming to help sting. Who's like handcuffed, tied to a chair, something like that. Right. He's about to get beaten down by the House of Black. Yeah. And the great Muda appears in a phenomenal mask. Yes. Really cool outfit. Didn't look as intimidating once he took it off, but he's no. he's an elderly gentleman. Yeah. Much fine. like Sting. Um, and then they kind of teased. Who is he going yeah. to turn on? And, and damn it if he didn't spray the green mist. Yep. A week after we lose Malachi Black. Yep. It would have been like, in the Deathly Hallows, when Harry's in his final battle against Voldemort, and their and their wands are basically match for match because they both have a phoenix feather from the same phoenix. Yes. Same thing. They would have just been a 30-minute spot where they're doing nothing but spring, yeah. never-ending, black and green mist at each other. Have we, we ever? would have been a work of art.
0: Has, oh, has that ever been done? I wonder if you've ever seen two people spit mist at each other simultaneously.
1: If they could time it, it would be perfect. That would be amazing. It would be an amazing. amazing spot. Yeah. And I think just color-wise, the green would win because you would see it more clearly. <laughs> and I might have done yes. a little bit of black makeup on Muda's face with, uh, with yes. the white. So right. So it, cl- it would clearly win.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: That's hey, my move. That was it was cool i uh, it was great it you know it took a little while but um and now i'm um, i think sting is going to be involved in his retirement match I
0: think Yeah. think he so said he's that doing, or i heard that he's doing half a dozen or seven like retirement matches he's always done a, he's already done a few mm-hmm. And I guess he's wanting to make sure that he kind of touches all the points of his career at one point. So, I love um, So I've heard. So I read that Sting's going to Japan for one of the shows. Don't know what the match will be, or if it'll be with him, or against him, or what. And then um, in the Wrestling Observer last week, Dave said that having Sting and Muda involved in some sort of match um, in full gear, full gear would make sense. But he didn't actually say that it was being planned. He sort of mentioned, you know, but he usually doesn't you know, say stuff like that, just as a fantasy booker. like
1: might've been the conversation he was in. that might've been something, you
0: know, him. that, you know, but that'd be great. I, I, I you know, uh, obviously he can't do all that much, but he's, he's kind of like sting right now where what yeah. he does, he does it at the right time. And he does knows exactly what he can do and what he can't do. And, you know, Muda is one of my, I mean, he's probably top five all time favorite for me, you know? Yeah. Uh, especially back in the day And and so like they're Just pushing all my buttons Getting them in the
1: ring together Have you heard the story Of why he was never WCW world champion? I want to say I have But I can't remember it I might be a little off on this What was the name of his manager Back in the day? Gary was Hart Gary Hart WCW saw that he was really over With the fans Yeah And The women loved him mm-hmm. He's a good looking guy Mm-hmm They wanted him to turn face and maybe beat Ric Flair for the title. That was the idea. And they were smart enough to see that. But Gary Hart talked him out of it and told him, if you turn face, they're all going to boo you and hate you because you're a foreigner. Mm. And then WCW is going to fire you because Gary Hart knew he would lose that paycheck of being Muda's manager if he became a face. So Muda refused to be a face, so they couldn't put the title on him. All because Gary Hart didn't want to lose that paycheck. That's a shame. And um, that is a real shame. Okay, serious question. Yeah. If one of his retirement matches became the great Muta versus Sting, not a tag match, just Mm one-on-one, do you think Sting would immediately want to take the fall on that, want to take the dive, do the job? I think he would. I think he'd want to put Muta over on the way out.
0: I think he would, too. I would be interested i think a lot would depend on where it is yeah because i don't think sting, sting has not taken a loss no in AEW. it would have to
1: be in japan yeah and aew would probably have to not cover that at all i think they yeah. wouldn't cover that in any way if i they think
0: did that. i i would i would think he could go to japan if he does a match with him i think that match would probably be pretty fun because it'd uh-huh. just be a pure nostalgia it'd probably be about five minutes <laughs> yeah and um uh, And I could see Sting putting them over and then them teaming together in the U.S. I think in the U.S., I don't think they'd put them against each other. I think they'd have them team together and probably with like a six-man with Darby or something. So Darby yeah. could do a lot of the work.
1: I think you're right. Okay. Let's move into the meat of this, this talk. Number five. Number
0: five. The acclaimed in Daddy Ass. Daddy Ass. Which is kind of a bummer to kind of effectively see them kind of move down the list on the week they won the world tag titles. But
1: yeah. You know, I think
0: we saw they just couldn't they just couldn't recapture what they
1: got. That was organically. The, maybe the greatest match of their career at the yeah. pay-per-view. Yeah. And they couldn't match it. I mean, the crowd it was, was good. hot for them. Yeah. They I think were everybody kind of knew it was happening. It mm-hmm. was it was a good match. It wasn't a great yeah. match. It
0: was a very feel-good match. Um, you know, you give the people what they want and Gotta what, they want, what they want is daddy ass.
1: <laughs> everybody wants daddy ass, man. Everybody yeah. wants to get scissored. Yeah,
0: and once again, you're just sitting there going, man, I'm thinking about, we're talking about them being the first homegrown champions, and Mm you know this was a team that Tony Khan formed. He took two guys that he was putting on the roster, put them together, said, hey, I think you'd be a good tag team. And I'm trying to imagine them in 2020 in the pandemic, and someone in a time machine and saying, hey, you know what the key to your success is going to be? Billy Gunn.
1: Billy Gunn. Do you guys just need to 2022. get paired? Do you guys
0: just need to get paired with Billy Gunn, and then you're going to be super over in a in um,
1: Arthur Ashe Stadium when you think win the about, world titles. Think about this, Kevin. The Ass Boys don't exist without Danhausen, right? Billy Gunn doesn't get as over as he does without the Ass Boys. That's right. And then there's never the pairing. Yes, and the true magic that Billy Gunn brings. To the acclaimed, they right. might not ever win the tag titles without wow. Danhausen. You're right. That's absolutely correct. That's the string of events that led to this happening and led to them being the maybe the greatest success story in AEW. Like Darby Allen was a known quantity coming in. Yes, he was a lot that of people that were
0: stars who became national stars.
1: Yes, like Darby Allen. Yeah, Eddie Kingston's a big success, even though he's never won a match in AEW ever, <laughs> not one, not even a tag match. He won one. He beat Jericho, hey, didn't he? Uh, who knows? I don't know. Who even he knows? Beat, at this point? I think he got one time One. He got something. It's uh, he he got to eat a pie backstage or something. Right. I remember <laughs> hey, that's a win. But like these guys. Were nothing like they did not have a name, a national name. People did not know who they were, right? Um, and they weren't a tag team. They weren't a known quantity as a tag team in any way. Yes. And they got created by Tony Khan, and now the World Tag Team Champions. And and ease I think they're at least tied for most popular tag team in AEW with F, FTR and maybe mm-hmm. the Young Bucks. But I think they're I think they're more popular than the Young Bucks at this point.
0: At this moment, yeah. At this sure. moment. Even if the Bucks were back, but
1: I mean, maybe yeah. not the and night the Bucks come back, but yeah, that would be, I mean, look at, I mean, that's a match that can happen now. And that's exciting with F with the acclaimed ass champions versus mm-hmm. the young Bucks. And I think the young Bucks would put them over and mm-hmm. um, I don't want them to wrestle FTR anytime soon because I think FTR should win, but that's that's a right. conversation which is great FTR. Show. I FTR. Not great. What do you think of FTR?
0: Politely ask. They literally saying we we're politely asking for a title shot since we've been the number one contender since April, even though there's it's technically not not April,
1: not April anymore. May, June, July, August, September. Yeah, one week from now we're in October. That is right. seven months. They've had seven months number one contenders. They've been number on the one earth.
0: contender longer than they were champions.
1: Yeah. And then I like, okay, there's one thing I like about it. They knew what this promo was. They knew they were going to get ridiculed by the ass boys. Right. And that makes me hope that they're going somewhere with this. Um, Hopefully it's not the ass boys beating them to get a title shot, though. Really hope not. Really hope not. And there is that concern that all this is going on. With CM Punk, who is a guy they were become very, very very closely associated with (laughs) behind the scenes, and therefore whatever hap, any negativity towards CM Punk, they are wrapped up in to some extent. To some extent, they've come out and publicly defended CM Punk not for not for his exact actions, but Mm -hmm. defended him as being a great guy in the locker room, Mm -hmm. which I haven't heard from anybody else. And I'm not saying there aren't others who would say it. I absolutely believe there are others who would say it but they are very bold in coming out and defending someone who's almost universally hated, almost, mm-hmm. in the locker mm-hmm. room, universally reviled, not hated. Right. Um, so I hope things go well for them. Me if too. If not, if things don't go well for them and they ever leave, I hope they get one-way tickets to New Japan. I, I don't want them in GCW. I yeah. don't want them in Impact. God love Impact. I want them in New Japan.
0: Mm-hmm. They haven't even wrestled in new japan yet which is weird they have the world yeah they've had the tag titles since june and they've not defended them in japan yet that's wild which i assume there's they're going to have the uh tag they have tournament to at the end of the year and the champions are usually in it yeah uh and so i would assume they'd be out there or they're going to lose it since then which is would be another example of tony khan being too patient to where he's got this amazing story of these triple crown champions who haven't won the title in their own thing. And then how long can you keep that going before they
1: have to lose one of them? He had the the opportunity for them to wrestle the young bucks for all the titles in the world. Yep. All of them outside of, you know, WWE. And they could have done a 60 minute draw even. And they were never even. Yes. Give us that. That would be a dream. And yet it was never even considered. Never even considered all right no i would have i would have had my number five and four flipped okay give us your number Fair four enough. number four chris jericho
0: now the ocho adding to his long list of uh that's right nicknames uh which or the or the honorable chris jericho as he called himself a bunch on uh Rampage.
1: that's right because he is the champion of the ring yes. of honor of the so ring he of is now Honor, the honorable chris which he, jericho which
0: he wanted a dishonorable way which uh wet. which uh daniel garcia is very displeased with
1: yeah uh um, so we'll, paul turner however not yes. that displeased apparently or toby no. khan
0: yeah so we'll see yeah. we'll see no worries so gotta, yeah so that, that's my 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 uh i want to hear your theory my um my question about that is obviously it seems like some sort of move to bring a higher profile to ring of honor for whatever reason so my question is does Chris Jericho as ring of honor champion help the brand or is he essentially like the big show winning the ECW title where you say ah this just isn't ring of honor
1: anymore I love that I love that I think it's I think it's dead center it's in between it's 50 50 I really was upset that he won I really like Claudio as the champion me too I think Claudio should immediately be skyrocketed up the card to a serious contender for the AEW title. Mm-hmm. This is the best Claudio I've ever seen. Um, he's super hot right now. I love his high energy when he comes out to his high energy music. I love his promos. I love Claudio right now. I am all in. Yeah, And I did not want to see him lose. And I didn't want him to see him lose to a guy who is not quite on his last legs, but is at the end of his career. And Chris Jericho, this is the last chapter right now. Yeah. I think what this means is ROH has secured a TV deal. Just like Chris Jericho was made the first AEW champion, so there would be a familiar face, a marketable property on this new TV show. I think they have a new TV deal and they want him to be the face or the champion of the early days of ROH on TV. Just they as can he was. sell to whatever network that is. Yep. We have Chris Jericho One of the greatest of all time, a man who was champion in WWF, WWE, WCW, everywhere. And now ROH. That's what it hit me. That's what this means. They've got a TV deal. He's got to be their TV guy because, as is, you can't sell a network on Samoa Joe and Claudio. No. You can't. No. But you can sell them on Chris Jericho. They did it in TNT. You can sell
0: them as the guy who helped build. He was the champion when AEW launched. And so he's, he's proven it with this team. That he can do that makes a ton of sense
1: And so I will be really surprised if we don't Get an announcement very very soon Yeah but and show coming maybe in the new year Even the gimmick
0: ties in You know you've got um, You know the him being The anti wrestler You know yeah. he's the sports entertainer
1: He's a sports entertainer and he's been He has been at the top of the game Right He's led the promotion of every Major wrestling promotion In American history Right outside of the N.W.A. Yes. And, and he's the guy who's the head of this promotion. So sign us up reels. Right. Or whoever, whoever, (laughs) whoever true TV. Yeah. No. Yeah. And I I still think true TV. It, it could work. Um,
0: I, I, knowing Tony Khan, I think he's already knowing other players. He probably already knows who he wants to beat. Chris Jericho. Uh, it's probably not Claudio getting the title back. Um, i here's here's my random thought just to put in the bank now in case it comes true like eight months from now or something mm-hmm. um i i think his one of his long-term plans is to get samoa joe back as the face of that company yeah and uh one little thing that happened and this might just be total coincidence is that i don't know if you ever noticed but whenever samoa joe is on rampage and Jericho's is doing commentary he always makes a point to say I'm a huge fan of Samoa Joe, and it's sometimes he says there there were times in his career that Samoa Joe was my favorite wrestler in the world. And, and that, which and means I think, I think Jericho one, clearly wants to work with. him. He wants to work with him. I think they. I think they love the idea of Samoa Joe being synonymous with Ring of Honor because of his history, mm-hmm. and um, and I think that's a way that that's a feud they could build up uh, with that. So that'll be interesting to see. Chris Jericho brand builder.
1: What do you think of a Chris Jericho versus Samoa Joe title match built on one of the classic Ric Flair Dusty Rhodes title matches? Yeah, I could say, I could absolutely see that happening and being done. That's just a thought that popped in my head, largely due to like Chris Jericho is a blonde technician and, and Samoa Joe right. is, a, is a is a is a much bigger guy, yeah, but can do a lot more than most big guys, which was something. Dusty yeah. Rhodes was known for.
0: And you've got, the a little bit of the, you've got a little bit of the horseman aspect to it. You know, you have yeah. Samoa Joe plowing through Daddy Magic. And, yeah, you know, you've exactly. got the X Factor of Daniel Garcia. You know, there's a lot of different ways that could go. And so it seems like that pretty soon, I feel like pretty soon, we'll start to see some pretty clear um, uh, roster of people who are going to yeah. move over there. And I think we might be surprised at the names that they bring in.
1: I think uh, we will. I think we will. It'll be really nice to have Colt Cabana back. That'll be exciting. <laughs> Maybe he'll imagine, even get to. Sh- there was a part of me that thought,
0: man, if Colt Cabana comes out and is in that battle royal on Rampage,
1: oh my! God. That would have been pretty great. That would have been fantastic. Uh, can you imagine? Um, okay, let's see. Number three, I got Soraya. Suray, Soraya, We the all former thought former page. Suraya, yeah,
0: former page.
1: Yeah. Major star, um, a big it, star it in WWE, a big star in the internet's fapping uh, happened a few years ago. Yes. Just an overall major celebrity. Yeah. Um, also, I watched her movie. I didn't hate it. I thought it was a fun little movie. Yeah. Big um,
0: Florence Pugh now a huge star. Played. Yeah.
1: Out. Yeah. Isn't Florence the White Widow in Marvel? Yes. Okay. Yes. I wanted to make sure I was right on that. Um. But no, I I, I enjoyed it as like almost like a. It felt very much like a movie I would have watched on Disney on a weekend when I was a kid. Yeah. Kind of a an inspirational feel good thing. I, mm-hmm. I, and I enjoyed it and I'm glad she's here and I hope everything works out and again, even if she doesn't wrestle, she can be a major face for AEW in a lot of ways. Yeah. I think she should be heavily involved in the games division because of her major major presence on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Again, even if she's just a spokesperson for it, I think she's great. Yeah. Um, I I, I was, I was excited.
0: I cannot imagine that she signed with AEW without thinking that she'll get cleared to wrestle. Apparently yeah, she's because, not been cleared yet. Right.
1: But I read um, that maybe it's just waiting. Yeah. I've been hearing talk about it for almost a year that yeah. maybe she could be cleared if she tried to be cleared. Right. And so that might be coming very soon, especially with her getting physical. Right. Oh, like running people out of the ring on night one. Right. Um, but never touched anybody. All she did, it, just her just her force yeah.
0: of charisma.
1: Yes. That's right. That them put him out. out. That yeah. put him out. She's like Davy Jones. I'm sorry, not, not Davy Jones. Davy what Jones. <laughs> like he Davy Crockett. Very, Davy Jones smiling was very charismatic. A, very charismatic, Davy Jones in his locker. Like Davy Crockett smiling a bunch of coons into his sack <laughs> on the old Disney show <laughs> back in the day. That's how powerful Soraya's smile is. Wow. Soraya's smile is didn't um, I expect a Davy Crockett reference or a Davy Jones reference I yeah. would imagine uh, uh, but what one, one last thing on her yeah um you know what no not one last thing cuz I can't remember what I was going to say let's okay. move on
0: well I thought of something one one thing that that did disappoint me in this is that Jamie Hayter just immediately just got slotted right back where she was 2 weeks ago and that's that was a real disappointment I was really
1: I'm what I'm yeah. thinking I'm mm. thinking if this becomes a true Brit versus Soraya thing, uh-huh. Jamie Hader can get moved up by turning on Brit and tagging with Soraya against Brit and rebel or whoever else. Yeah. Didn't somebody else come over to Brit's side in that match? Uh, um, Serena. Serena was already on. Oh, that's right. So imagine Serena Deeb. Yes. And Brit Baker. Yes. Or Soraya and Jamie Hader. Right. You have, Especially if you allow Jamie Hader to get the pin on Brit, which is I think yeah. what you need to do, because Soraya doesn't need any extra shine. She's got all the shine there is. She doesn't need it. So this is what Raya. this is what uh, I would
0: have loved to have seen. Uh-huh. So they could have had the match. The match was fine. Four way, whatever. It was it was mm-hmm. fine. Um, I probably would have had Britt win. Right. Win the title. Beat down Tony and Athena. Mm-hmm. Tony can be saved later, but down the road. And me, Jamie comes out to even the odds um, and, you know, kind of clears the ring and they do a little bit of yelling and whatever. And then Jamie says that she's bringing her back up and Jamie is the one to introduce Soraya as her. That would partner. have been so much better. So much. You better. would have instantly rocketed Jamie up as a major baby face with the corner, I think it would have given Saraya time to not wrestle yet. She could have just been in her corner. as She goes after Brit. Mm-hmm. I think Tony could have been aligned with them. And then you've got these three British baby face women, uh, or sorry, she's Australian, but, uh, you know,
1: from the Queens, you know, why, why, from the white, queens white people <laughs> with an accent from the <laughs> Queens empire. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, you
0: know, the sun never sets on them, that's, but, um,
1: that's exactly right. Anyway, I, I just think heard? it's
0: such a shame that Jamie got so hot, and she's just instantly back where she was.
1: Have you heard the creepy audio from the the Queen's funeral procession,
0: where, the, where they were talking about how she was like trapped, or yeah.
1: what, and what, how what, death? What's up the, with that? The, Explain that to is, me. The death is now irreversible. Yeah, what? What was that? I immediately got on the phone with a friend of mine who is also okay. a former you know screenwriter. Yeah. And we just, we just, we came up with like a dozen different stories for, for this. Like, I don't know what it is. And, uh, but I'm fascinated by it. That's something anybody wants to talk about that with me. DM me, hit me all up. Right. I will talk about anybody without, like- I will talk about that with anybody for hours. Okay. But okay. Just want to, all right. I don't want to get us too far off track. That's fine. Number two.
0: John Moxley, the world champion, Um, like we talked about before, he's officially the ace. He asked for the ball. They gave it to him. And whether that means he's putting over MJF in a month or two or not or beating him, he's the man right now. And uh, I think he's the guy, you know, from day one, Mm. you know, the very first AEW pay-per-view ended with him making his big debut.
1: You know. Dave Meltzer once said, everyone's favorite wrestling is the wrestling they grew up with. Yep. And the wrestling you and I grew up with, to me, and I think the years are even almost exact, the core of my wrestling memories are Ric Flair and Sting. Yeah. And Ric Flair beat Sting a lot while basically losing to Sting a lot. Mm -hmm. And I think you can absolutely keep Moxley strong while losing that title to, to MJF. Yep. And I think it's the right thing to do and then have Moxley within the chase. Along with other people as well, temporarily to step in, yep. to extend that Moxley chase, mm-hmm. like you had with with Luger and Flair and, and, mm-hmm. and different people in that era. And I think that's the way to go. I think that's the right thing to do. At least something fairly similar to that. And ha- like, I think MJF is kind of your smart, your dirtiest player in the game type guy, right? And, and it's he's interesting. Stolen I'm- a lot of wins with his ring. He could still yeah. win over Moxley with the ring.
0: I would love to hear, I'm, I'm, you know, my history doesn't go as far back, um, as like Ric Flair's early career. No. Um, I would either. love to hear because, because the Ric Flair sting thing is it's the young up and coming yeah. baby face against the veteran. And this yeah. is the veteran is too, against the young up and coming heel.
1: That's a really good point. Yeah.
0: And I would love to hear someone who has a little bit more history of like Ric Flair's come up of like, you know, uh, what was rick flair coming up as a heel who you know who would have been like a wahoo mcdaniel or or someone like that like i could see th- yeah i would love to hear more about that or a brody you
1: know absolutely absolutely and hey if if you're out there and you think you've got that info hit me up um hit kevin up i'm peppermint fatty on all social media kevin's uh Ke- is it kevin ely just at kevin ely yeah just at kevin ely hit us up and let's start talking let's see if we can get you on the show Next week or the week after. And let's have this conversation. Um, All right. Number. We've we've done a lot of talking about Moxley. Yeah. Number one. Your hottest angle of the week in AEW is.
0: Got to be MJF. And he did it without wrestling a bit.
1: Yeah. He doesn't need to wrestle. to Even put butts in seats these days.
0: Yep.
1: I'm really glad MJF's back. I'm really glad he appears to be all in. Even while teasing, he's all out. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm really excited for things to start happening.
0: Yeah, did you see that? We talked a little bit of it last week. Did you ever watch his interview with uh, Errol? No, I One. totally
1: forgot. I totally forgot. I didn't ever watch. Look, the whole I just thing, had a bit. I, I don't know if you know this, Kevin. I just had a birthday. Yeah, I'm an extremely <laughs> old man. Extremely old. Yeah, my memory does not last. When I leave this podcast microphone yep. behind, it's just tonight, I'm going to bed yep. in the morning, it all starts over, and I, I have no memory of the past. None. <laughs> None.
0: There was it well, there was interesting uh I don't know if it's really worth going back for, but um there was something interesting and I noticed that, you know, he's a hundred percent character whenever he does his yeah. interviews, right? He yeah. with Ariel. He's he's a hundred percent playing character, but he has this kind of tone where he's still sort of you know um there you could tell that when Ariel would start to like MGF would heal on AEW and heal on Tony Khan. But when Ariel would start to like criticize AEW or ask questions that made like AEW seem small time or something like that, mm-hmm. he would defend it in a very heelish way. But still, like you could tell that he was really sticking up for like, hey, okay. this is a locker room that's united. We're on the come up. You know, this company's you know that means a lot. Uh, to me. young company. Like he would say these things and then he would sort of be like, well, but I'm just up of myself, but all these guys are out, you know, he would say the things that Tony Khan would want him to say about it. And so that tells me like, you know, I totally believe that when his contract does come up, he will, you know, do what's best for him and, you know, whatever, whatever career move he needs to make, he'll make, but he's invested. He is invested in the being successful.
1: I have one question and one comment. Okay. The one question. Did Ariel Hawani seem like a WWE homer? Uh, not as center. much as I thought he would. Okay. He seemed, we he both seemed, know he's a big fan.
0: Yeah. I think he's a fan of MJF. And I I think somewhere on Twitter or somewhere, I, I thought that I think Ariel might see him see Max as his next, his pro wrestling Connor. You know how, when Connor yeah. was on the yep. come up, Ariel was like, I'm going to be his Howard Cosell. And when he gives also, the interview, he's going to give it to me.
1: Ariel was really made in this business through his relationship with Chael Sonnen. He and he and Chael would work out their back and forth that were going to happen at press conferences ahead of time. They worked oh, out wow. their promos in advance, and they worked out really, really well. That worked yeah. out really, really well for Ariel, and he also did a lot with Brock back in the day. Yep. And so there's, I'm not, I like Ariel. Um, I don't know if Ariel even remembers me, but we had a lot of conversations. We were friendly um, back when I was covering UFCs mm-hmm. on a regular basis live. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Ariel might have asked those questions intentionally yeah. for MJF to have a chance to show true and true people that catch that that he is still with actually with AEW to give him a chance to defend them in a heelish way. Yeah. Yeah. Now, my comment
0: mm-hmm.
1: MGF is so committed to this character. He announced his engagement. Yeah. <laughs> and the same week, maybe the same post said, ladies. Same post, yes. Just because there's a goalie yep. doesn't mean you can't try to score. That's right. Or doesn't mean you can't score. Yeah. Um, That's how committed he is. Yeah. To like, that's a. Yeah. Even if you've gone over it and your woman, your fiance has said yes. Yeah. That's still a bold move. <laughs> like, just because she said yes doesn't mean she yeah. means yes on that. Oh, he, that is a he bold leveled move. up on that.
0: The when he was on the uh, barstool wrestling podcast mm-hmm. uh, last week, he leveled up on that more because the host asked him about that. Why, mm-hmm. you know, why would you say that? That's not good to start a way to start out a marriage. Yeah, it's like I'm MJF. Like, no woman is gonna tell me what I can't do. You know, and he's like, but have you seen her? and he's like go and he drops her instagram handle and is like go look up her picture and put her up and be sure to find a picture where her boobs are out like she's very much in on the joke
1: <laughs> yeah hope. also hope. she is i did not know that and i have not been to her instagram she is a ridiculous she is a very beautiful woman congratulations tim jf on this engagement She's also a very and, talented uh,
0: artist she's a painter
1: Really? Okay. Yeah. No, I'm really interested. I mean, I'm not not interested which he also shouted. Out. He also
0: talked about how he thought she yeah. was brilliant and and okay, uh, and and was a talented artist, and you should go check out her art and yeah. all that kind of stuff too. But he also talked yeah. about how hot she was and how I, he would cheat really, on her whenever he wanted to.
1: <laughs> I really want to see her art. I'm really interested in that. I'm not not interested in seeing her boobs, but I'm actually really interested in seeing the art. I'm into seeing both. I'm going to check out her Instagram. Um. All right. So that's the heat index for this week. Uh, There's a couple of small things I want to say because we're about to wrap up here. Mm -hmm. A couple of really small, tiny things from Rampage and Dynamite I want to talk about. Okay. Yeah. And the first one, they actually both involve Action Bronson. Okay. Um, WWE for years has been all in on New Metal.
0: Yeah.
1: Literally decades after New Metal is out. Right. Like New Metal was in for like three years. Right. Right. WWE extended that to like 20 years. Yeah. When they should have been all in, all in on, on, on hip-hop and R&B. And AEW is making all these connections in the R&B and hip-hop world. Like mm-hmm. Action Bronx, Bronson. Mm-hmm. Um, Trina. I, I like Trina. Exactly. Wu e. Woo Kid. There's so many. Like uh, Kevin Gates. Yep. Um, that's a huge positive, And that's a huge way they're setting themselves apart from WWE. And that they are more... Plugged into our cult, like the culture, Mm -hmm. the actual pop culture that exists in the U.S. far more than WWE. WWE has guys called the battling brawlers or something like that. Right. Yes. That's not being plugged into battling brawlers. Yeah. Yeah. And they're wearing like they're wearing page blinder. Yeah. 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 Um, And in the same match, we find out that Hooks tights his outfit for this match. Yeah. is custom designed by fashion designer. Yeah. I'm blown away it took till 2022 for a fashion designer to design a wrestler's trunks. Yeah. That's brilliant. That needs to happen more often. Yeah. There needs to be custom designers announced for pay-per-view matches. Yeah. That they designed maybe both sides of this match or one side of this match. That's a brilliant idea. And that's something that I think might uh, maybe might bring in like help help bolster their female audience, but I also think it helps with tying pro wrestling in, in a W to more versions of pop culture, more outlets in pop culture and, and helps establish them as part of pop culture. Yeah. And I think that's a brilliant move and they're doing it better right now than WWE's ever done it. And we saw it all in one match. And I think it was, Really well done. They didn't make that big a deal out of the tights. It was one line, right? But they need to keep that going. They need to expand that the same way they're expanding their movements into the hip hop community. And Action Bronson had a decent match. He had a good match for a celebrity. Yeah, he, I think he he
0: knew exactly what he needed to do. They they yep they they he just ran into people. The dude can
1: run. That yeah, guy was kind run, of explosive. Pass has backed up that he was a high school football player at like a major high school in the Bronx or wherever. Yeah. Um, I was all about it and I thought they did a good job and it was two tiny things that I think could be major things for AW moving down the line.
0: I think that's a great point. I I was just looking up to see if uh, um is Bravo owned by no, they're NBC universal. I was going to oh, see if they well,
1: yeah. There's talk right now that <laughs> right. down the road, there's going to be a big NBC Universal Warner Media merger.
0: Yep. And that'll change everything.
1: That is a frightening prospect. That is the thing is at this point, that is such a big merger. The federal government will get involved. Yes. They will at least have to say, we're not going to bring an antitrust suit. They might bring one. Right. But at the very least, they'll have to say, we're not going to bring one before that merger goes forward. That is just because warner media is now so big yeah with the discovery merger right merging with with peacock and nbc that's huge that'd be insane yeah yeah so let's not even that'll make my head explode to think about right now
0: well the real reason um, i brought it up is because i thought it would be like if there were other design shows i think there is one there's one on hbo max actually yeah uh that's like a hip-hop streetwear uh design contest show and if they did an episode where it was like you guys yeah. are going to design these wrestlers outfits or entrance robes or whatever you know give them jade cargill and uh you know all these people and have them do a competition yeah have and then something you get, you for know,
1: jade cargill and mjf
0: yeah you see it on the show and then later on the season comes out and you get to see that episode i mean that that's, that's the a kind brilliant of stuff idea. that tony khan is uh is uh hitting up I know also, you're listening, to Tony. So that's that. That's you get right. that one for free. I,
1: one of his people's listening. I'm pretty sure. Also, I wouldn't mind the idea of you've got you've got Andy Cohen interviewing all the people from every Housewives, everything. You yeah. know, I wouldn't mind a show where MJF and Jade Cargill showed up to talk to Andy Cohen about who they're wearing to the ring. Yeah, and you know about their opponent and trash talk for a little bit. I think he'd have a lot of fun with that. Or a show like that, I think, mm-hmm. wouldn't be a bad idea. Not a re- not it being a wrestling show, but them appearing on that show mm-hmm. to have a wrestling centric episode or a segment on the show. Yeah, not a bad idea at all. Um, all right, what do you think of Ray Phoenix versus Jungleman, Jungleman Jack Perry? Jungleman, the distinguished the Jungleman. Jungleman. That's right. Ah, yeah, it was fine. It's It's
0: like a, it's them jumping around doing a spot fest and they were spots. But it's, 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 it's the ray I don't like. It's the ray that's everywhere and, yeah. And And dangerous.
1: Yeah. And it was really nice to hear Excalibur call him Jungle Boy Jack Perry as well. Yeah. That's nice. It's it's spreading.
0: It's taking on. Soon he will will be the jungleman.
1: I really hope so. I'm really, I'm looking forward to the day when he has really cool new designer tights. Yep. Um and he's Jack Perry
0: and he's yeah. sung to the ring by a major hip hop artist and
1: That's exactly right. Um Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks, anything much to say about yeah. that? Oh, yeah. Uh, that sounded like so dejected aren't huh? Yeah. 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 I mean It was, a, it was, hey, it was okay fine. It's fine. I'd, Ricky finally got his win.
0: He finally got his win. I don't know if right now is when he needed to get his win. It's the thing that frustrates me. It's like mm. Why they need to keep the feud going. I would have liked same with uh, Christian, like Christian should like, just be
1: gone for a while. Yeah. And I, then I did and, like that. It took, it took things happening that couldn't happen in a regular match mm-hmm. for Ricky Starks to win, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was glad of that at least.
0: But Ricky tried to kill himself on the, when they did the thing with the back, the two chairs together and put him spine. Oh tra-
1: God. I, I think his
0: tailbone and his legs kind of hit it, but man, that's they got to stop
1: that. They've got to yeah. stop that. That's not okay. Good. Um, but one this thing it's lights out, so it doesn't count exactly. Um, the one last thing I want to mention, yep. Everybody knows I love battle royals. I didn't love this battle royal, this wasn't a good battle royal. No, there were a I couple like of it. fun things in it, they didn't even do entrances to the point yep. where. Thankfully, the crowd popped for Dalton Castle, and they said it was Dalton Castle and the boys. Right. They weren't even able to really say, oh, this is Dalton Castle. He was on the first ever um, all-in show. Current Ring of Honor trios champion. Yeah. Um, And so they, like, and they needed to do that because not that many people know Dalton Castle still. Mm -hmm. Um, And they didn't. And either way. Yeah. Brian Cage just comes back in the middle of nowhere
0: and does nothing
1: not even announced yeah brian cage is out i am sick of how they're dealing with brian cage i'm glad he's making money but give me a break yeah if you're unhappy with him let him go let him be free let him go dominate in tna right um look brian cage isn't the greatest wrestler of all time he's a good wrestler he has a crazy physique he has a good move set he's a decent wrestler he's a he's a guy who should be more successful elsewhere instead of sitting at home collecting a paycheck and you don't need to be paying a paycheck to right. a guy with that physique and that skill set who's not you're not using. It's yeah. bullshit. They need to let it go yep. and either go all in on him or all out. One or the other. Make your choice, Tony. I agree.
0: All right. I did love uh one one quick thing about the Battle Royal. Here's here's one of the things I loved. I loved Hangman in the Battle Royal. I thought he was really yeah. good. He the thing really about good. how when they, he's uh, hangman when he threw uh or someone threw Jay Lethal out and sat in him immediately caught him and threw him back in Super fast, like that was great, and then it paid off later when Hangman was going to throw lethal out and he saw that Sutton was on the ring and threw lethal out the other side. Where yeah, that Satin was great, to, that was fun, and then that was you know, really so. Great. There are a couple of spots like that that were fun, but
1: you know, um, I would I have guess, rather Morrissey have won this and gotten the shot, but I would have liked to have seen that. I think I, I want to see something positive happening with the firm, and the final things I want to reiterate that, um, Ty Conti had one of the greatest uh, outfits of all time on professional wrestling. And showed sky blue how to second her man from the outside. Yes. That's she actually did a really good job of that. Yeah. Um, overall a really good week for AEW Mm -hmm. and I'm really hoping we can keep it going this week. Me too. What are you looking forward to in the future of AEW here, Kevin?
0: Uh, Mox, doing a lot of matches. I think he's just going to keep this thing where he just defends that title like every week, all
1: the matches, all
0: the matches. He's got battle. The belt's coming
1: up in two weeks. October Seven. Yeah.
0: Week after this. So they'll have to start setting it up right away. They'll probably just do a Wednesday. They might Friday announce what's going (laughs) to happen next night. I
1: mean, how many, well, I was about to say, how many matches can we fit in an hour? I don't need to ever ask that question because the answer is all don't challenge him. Don't tempt him. Don't, that man could get twenty matches in, yeah. without even trying. White claw booking, baby. Let's hope he doesn't though. Exactly. Let's hope he goes easy on the white claws. Yeah. Um, well, from me, from Kevin Ely, that's been another episode of Dynamite. Hope you all join us back next week. Until then, oh, I, okay. I've cr- I have let. <laughs> I am terrible at, at exits. I'm te- I'm fine at intro. You're I'm bad okay at goodbyes. At, terrible just do the, the Irish goodbyes. goodbye. Just from me, to just From to Kevin Ely, from everybody here at Five Game Media. Have a great week, everybody. See you back again here next Tuesday. This is the Irish goodbye?